FGC Hollywood. Stay classy. Oh man, all these things, all these good things, and every time I mention something bad, it's like, nah, <laughs> boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FGC Hollywood episode 22. I doubted myself there for a second, but yeah, FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, episode 22. My name is Max Bleister, and I'm joined by Boomer the One. <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the Boom team over here. Let's go. <laughs> Boom gang. What's happening, my friend? I'm doing all right, man. Chilling, chilling. That's good. But let, let's get that out of the way. So all my fault last week, right? My neighbors blasted audio. They ruined my audio on my side. You were fine. I had to get broken to sub in on Sunday to re-record the podcast because it was kind of weird editing mm -hmm. without my audio and just your answers. And also there was that round table. So we basically made a whole new podcast plus the leftover stuff that was on Saturday. But I still have the leftover audio for our show on Saturday that we recorded. Mm -hmm. So I put that out separately with your takes, with basically the questions that I asked you on Saturday. And you gave your takes on Strive. And uh, I did not know that those would be so controversial, apparently. Because people <laughs> on this channel were really heated, Colin. Colin. Oh, I mean, mostly you, Boomer, because it was uh, you were on the video. But you know, I'm sure the sentiment goes the same to me. But uh, how do you feel about that? Everybody getting getting so mad about your takes on strife. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie. The way it, it seems like since you're not, there's no back and forth. It's like I'm the I'm an old man screaming in the wind. Oh, I'm not <laughs> right. what I want in my old fighting games. Oh man, it was funny as hell, dude. I, I looked at the comments, I was like, bruh. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> nobody said nothing really. Like a lot, some people did, but a lot of people just kind of made fun of it. And then they, they had the whole thing where for some reason, nobody mentioned anything that had any problems with the beta going down. Like that thing happened mm -hmm. consistently. Like there was, it, it happened so much, they had to extend the beta. So obviously, the beta didn't get rolled out very well, it, it rolled out really bad. The lobbies is a big, big problem, I think, in the gameplay in of it itself, because it takes so long to match up with people, the lack of instant rematches, and then all of the gameplay things I mentioned. It was funny, man. I'm not going to front. It, I know it, this, is this is exactly what happened. I know I mentioned to you earlier before the podcast. This is exactly what happened with Street Fighter V, man. Everybody, like the people that the real ones knew, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the real mm -hmm. ones knew this game was poop. But everybody else was like, nah, man, it's just different. Nah, man, it's just different. The net code is just not that good. That's all. That was the only real complaint. And then you really got into the nitty gritty, and then you were like, yeah, this game is not that good. I would say, in the case of Street Fighter V, Season 1 wasn't that bad. I think Season 2 probably was better. I don't know. I'm not too sure. Maybe it was. But, like, dude, Season 1 of Street Fighter V basically had, it was like third strike, man. Like, there was, like, four Chun-Li's in top eight, a couple of Ryu's, and some Nash. And I think Nash was only infiltration. So yeah. like that game, that game was like it was not good, man. Like straight up, dude. That game was well, not it came good. out incomplete too. Remember, it didn't have Hell the yeah, story mode and the other stuff. Also, input lag, well, right? Oh I mean, eight, eight frames was it? Eight, eight, yeah, eight frames, eight frames, bro. Eight frames. Nobody cared though till Snake Eyes said it, and then everybody's like, "Oh, he's just making excuses." I'm like, "Bro, he's a geef player with no uh, green hand." So how mm -hmm. the hell? Like, come on, man. But everybody was like, "Nah." Nah, shut up. Okay, boom. <laughs> you, that's, we didn't have Boomer four years ago, five years ago, but now we got it. So there's a clear misconception with people, and I want to make this clear. I don't want Rev 3. 
I don't care about Rev, okay? Like, Rev 2 was a fun game, but even then, it had its share of problems. I hate YRC. That mechanic alone made me not want to play the game at all. It's whack. Yeah, it's horrible. But check this out. I like Plus R. I played Plus R a bit before, and I really, really enjoyed it coming from Rev 2. One thing I even realized, mentioning YRC, is that look, they took away, like, I forgot to even mention it, but in, in Strive, they took away Blitz. So there's no blitz, right? And mm. there's no YRC. So you have no 25% meter option. You basically have 50% meter options and everything above that. So you even have, like, I, I even have more things I mentioned. I, I remember, I thought about that. I don't even like about Strive. And I, I don't want to go too into that. But, like, I just noticed that, like, there's so many things. And I still will hold on to that. Where there's so many things where why did they take it out? You know what I'm saying? I understand they wanted to be different. The problem is, is that I'm cool with being different. I mean, every Street Fighter, if you think about it, is different. Third Strike having parries, four having Street Fighter, four having uh, FADC, two having like ghetto-ass damage, <laughs> uh, five having B-Trigger. Every Street Fighter is different. And I don't have a problem with that in fighting games. No game has to be the same just because it shares the same name. It can do a lot of things to make itself different in that regards. The problem with Strive is that it takes away a lot of useful things, I believe, that makes it not that not necessarily different, but just easier for beginners. And the idea I felt was that if you're going to make it easier for beginners, why not keep the things that you used before and make it more open-ended to make it easier for beginners to understand it? Instead, mm -hmm. of, uh, instead I felt like with Strive is that they just took it away completely so that instead of like it's almost like instead of like fixing your problem, you moved it. Like anytime there's a problem with somebody you somebody you don't like, people usually just ban them or kick them out instead of trying to talk to them, right? Because it's so yeah. much more effort to try to fix it. So a lot of the things that I have with Strive that I have problems with conflict with each other. Like the lack of gat the the Gatlings only being, and I know who was it? I think it was Jam Rizio that told me that. The Gatling, S, -A S to H, S isn't really a Gatling. I'm still going to consider that a Gatling, man. You go from one to another. That's it. If it's three, then it's three. If it's two, it's two. If it's more than one, I think it's a Gatling to me personally. But in Rev and a lot of other Guilty Gears, you could just do it all the way through with almost every button. And it makes it easier for a beginner to understand the Gatling system. You know what, what I think it is? I don't think it's your points that were so divisive i think it's because you were so unapologetic with the way you're portraying yeah, him right? because I, I, you brought it to me leon massey had a video obama mm -hmm. had a video they both mentioned things like they don't like the anti-air the damage the creativity on the wall the fact that may has been gutted I, all those people have had somewhat of the same sentiment as you especially obama i don't know if you saw no, that obama video. you guys were one for one on yeah. what <laughs> is wrong with strive in your opinion it was one for one. It was a copy. I was just like, oh, my God, this is exactly what Pringle said when I watched the the Obama thing. And I think it's because you were so unapologetic with the way you're portraying it. The people took it as like an offense. Oh, he's targeting my favorite mm -hmm. game now. Let me go after him. I don't think I didn't see you taking it that way, but I, I could see how a lot of people could misconstrue that. But mm -hmm. there are other people in the FGC who feel the same way that Pringle does. Yeah. But they didn't say it in the same manner. So it looks like, you know, it looks worse, but it's it's pretty much the same. Yo, I'm just being real, man. I just think it's trash, like straight up. And like, the thing is that I'm not going to give it a average score. I'm not going to be like, it has its, like I've seen so many people do that. Like they'll talk about all the good things and then be like, 
Well, it has some problems here and there, but overall, my experience was not. No, 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 no. It had I got a lot. <laughs> Goddamn, a lot of problems here and there, and my experience overall did was ass. But I did have fun, and that was to me. Whenever I, if I were to be reviewing games, my key component of it all is: is it fun or not? Because if it's not fun, it completely fails as a video. Personally, you know what's funny? Who was it? I think it was you or Jet. I always get these guys mixed. I'm sorry, man. Y'all like one of the two to me right now. Sometimes, right? <laughs> Team Taiwan. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. That's what it is, right? So, like, they mentioned that it was like, it's like, man, you don't like footsies in, in, in Guilty Gear. It's like, it's not that. I mean, I'd rather play Neo, bro, and I don't even like that game. But I'd say the footsies are more clear and distinct in that game. And there's air dashing forward in it. You can't air dash back, but you can air dash forward. So, to me, that's like more than enough. In fact, there's even a button in Unil that lets you just like the character kind of what is it like? I forgot what that button is, but you basically you can do like overheads and stuff like that. It's really dope. Oh, you mean the assault? Yeah, exactly. Basically, mm-hmm. but think about it. In, that I would say that the assault is like Guilty Gear's dust button, but dust in Strive now is like three things, dog. It's a forward mm-hmm. grab or or I guess a back grab, which makes it kind of four. It's a normal, I guess, a normal overhead if you don't charge it. And then if you charge it, it turns into something where you you throw the opponent in this weird ass thing where it's like all in the air and so weird, man. Like a lot of like it's four. Like how does that make it easier for a player, man? If dust is three things now, how does that make it easier for a <laughs> beginner, bro? You know, I, I just feel like that's that was my biggest problem really with the game. I don't. I feel like the game just has too much conflicting things on when it should be just easier overall for the player. And you know that comes down for me to say, you know, what makes you know what a game that's easier for everybody to understand almost immediately, Persona Four Ultimax. That's yeah. that's where that's where I was going with this. <laughs> I trapped everyone for like thirty minutes just to be like, play some Persona Four Ultimax. <laughs> it's godlike, man. Everything is so much easier to understand for a beginner. Not only just because you have auto combos, but the way those auto combos work, quote unquote. Is that they can also like do like they can lead to like kind of like your block strings and you could cut them. I, I think like an almost almost any hit you could cut those right and go mm-hmm. into like you can stop at any hit. Other things, yeah, exactly. So it's like it's so much easier to understand for a beginner. I'm I'm not a Guilty Gear player. Like I like yeah. it just fine, but in 2017 they're on the rev two days. Like I was completely all in on Tekken 7. Like, that's what I played. So I didn't play Rev 2. That wasn't really my shtick. And even with Sign and Rev 1, I was doing other things. I was playing Street Fighter 4. I wasn't a Guilty Gear guy. So I don't have the same type of attachment that you do with with Guilty Gear. So my thoughts on Strive is, okay, it's not exactly my cup of tea, but I could play this and I don't really have a problem for the most part. I'll treat this game like Street Fighter 5. I have a lot of fun with Street Fighter 5. I treat it very casually i don't take it too seriously and i can play it with friends and it'll be a good time so that's why i don't see like those same type of uh, i see the issues but they don't impact me as much like they're not enough to deter me from not playing the game and the other part is that they gutted your character and that's so personal <laughs> that it it sucks like from when i saw that eno trailer she looked like eno to me so Bruh. for me i'm i'm looking at it completely differently and you were so invested with with Exerd, I, I think I can tell where you're coming from with, with all your gripes yeah. with this game. But see, here's the thing though, Mac. I don't like I don't care what they did to me. Like I do, but like I'm not apt to not changing my character. Like you already know, man. I don't give a damn about May at the end of the day, man. She's just cool because she has all of 
she has a lot of stuff, but you can't really even do Oki, man. Like Oki almost feels like it's not even there in in Strive. So like, what's the point Unless of Unless you're Milia. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Unless you're Milia, exactly, right? So like, <laughs> what I mean really is that she got to really do some fun stuff on her Oki, really, and like it's not too much of a thing. So like, I'm not too worried. Like, I, it's not that I have an attachment. Most, most, I would say, yeah, I have an attachment, but. Not so much that I wouldn't be able to enjoy Strive because I did have fun on the beta. I mean, I had a lot of fun being a gorilla. And trust me, man, I'll pick a gorilla any day of the week. You know what I'm saying? I like being gorilla, man. That's that's my mm -hmm. true final form, bro. And they like it's just such a weird type of thing that they're going for. But I mean, if I had the game, I'd play it, sure, but I'm not gonna like go out of my way to like I probably won't do all that because like I probably just not care so much, so it's not worth me purchasing at all. Like, yeah. Well, we'll see. Obviously, it's still really early. We'll see what they do. Yeah. When, when this game kind of matures, comes out, and and everybody figures out the meta, and then we'll see how the devs respond to that. So I think this game will have a long future, and it'll probably mold itself oh, into becoming almost like a. It'll find layers of depth for for sure. I'm. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm I mean, Arxis will even as as much shit as I give BB Tag. Even BB Tag found some depth. Oh, yeah at especially with the tag mechanics yeah man team tag mechanics you have i'd say bb tag probably will have a lot more depth than a lot of single player games probably because of just the ability to mix and match so many mm -hmm. team members so i mean and i and i'll say that too man i agree yeah strive will be played for god knows how long and people will enjoy it especially because of the rollback so like it's it's i think it's pretty important what strive is doing though because it's setting precedence on it being one of the few like I guess it's not triple a but i guess double a <laughs> games out there with really good net code and this is like showing it like hey y'all we need to use this net code <laughs> yeah well for the fgc it's practically triple a right because arxis is yeah, one true. of the big pillars but yeah we'll we'll keep uh keep a lookout for strive it's coming out april 9th and or april mm -hmm. 6th if you pre-ordered so and i'm sure we'll run hollywood tournaments for that game because a lot of people are really interested in it. Uh, number two on the docket here is Keep It Classy, the Patreon-only show that I record. That's going to be recorded tonight. So if you are a patron of FGC Hollywood, uh, keep a lookout for that. I got some stories, some funny ones, some sad ones. And uh, yeah, I got them all written down. So that should be a fun little uh, show to record for the month of February. So that's that'll be out tomorrow because it'll be recorded tonight <laughs> also i have to mm -hmm. i have to edit this podcast as well so it's gonna take a while thirdly speaking of tournaments catch these hands number three but this time it's not hosted by me it's hosted by zeo so we're gonna have a tournament fc hollywood and it's gonna be street fighter 5 and he's calling it the the funeral for street fighter 5 like this is the last hurrah for this game before everybody moves to strive so if you want to play fgc hollywood people and street fighter 5 it's on april 3rd 8 p.m Eastern. I'm going to play Street Fighter V. I'll link the challenge uh, invite or link or whatever and the description of the YouTube version of this podcast. So you can either join our Discord, go to the announcement tab, find it there, or go straight from the that link, the challenge link. So come play. It's fun. Also, Season 4 is looking to be pretty fun with Street Fighter V. So so I think we'll have a we'll have a good time on April third. I'll try to uh, see if I can get my Mika or Karen up. I probably use me. I always had more fun with Mika, but I was a Karen main for the longest. But Mika is so much more fun. She's like Skullgirls, man. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like you could do like such stupid stuff with her. It's fun. <laughs> right. She is. She was really strong in season one too. Remember? Oh man, dude, she was busted because the clap. That thing was like 
I think it was like plus or something. It was super busted. Oh my yeah. gosh, she was nuts back in season one, man. That V trigger assist too. It made everybody oh so scared. God. Yeah, man, she was nuts, dude. She needed to get nerfed. <laughs> yeah. What, what's her name? Nadeshko. Nadeshko. Is that the yeah, name? man. Nadeshko. Yep, yep, yep. That's her. Yeah. Remember when uh, ESPN people made Fudo change his costume because Armika oh, is yeah. too revealing? Oh uh, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. All right. Pringle, we got Hollywood question of the week. This one, everybody was kind of talking about it in Discord. And it has to do with tutorials. So take it or leave it. Tutorials and fighting games. How do you feel about this? Uh, we need them, but the way that we do it is horrible. So I think I think I said that actually. Like every tutorial I know after TFH, I was like, it's poop. <laughs> I'll even say like... Skullgirls is like meaty. It's like average at best, but because TFH didn't exist at that time, I would have been like, Skullgirls tutorial is amazing. But like, I remember I watched Obama trying to do a combo on uh, in Skullgirls, and like Mike Z was laughing at him because he couldn't get it. And then the way, like, the fact that Obama couldn't get it, and then I realized, yeah, man, our tu the tutorials are not that good, man. So I think that the way TFH does it is perfect. It gives real examples. You get to use different characters, right? You get to use different mm -hmm. characters. It's almost like the way tutorials are in fighting games is like high school criteria, like curriculum for tests. I'm going to teach you guys how to pass this test, but I'm not going to teach you how to do some checkbook balances or learn how to live life or figure out how to rent a car or a house or all this kind of stuff. It doesn't teach you anything that's real. It just teaches you a lot of like useless crap that you're not going to do. Because nine times out of 10, I've been in so many tutorials where I'm like, I'm not gonna learn this combo, so why I bother? I'm just gonna go online. I'm gonna go on dust loops or something like that, and I'm gonna use their combos because they're actual BNBs that follow into like almost everything. They're more useful and they're they're easier. So like, I think tutorials should stay, but the way we've been doing them suck. Like, man, they suck so much, man. It's amazing how much they suck. <laughs> I I mean, I do think that there are some games, especially with the challenger trial mode, that they could probably do those a little bit better. Yeah. As far as tutorials themselves, like the system mechanics, mm -hmm. some of them are good. Like Personas is okay. Like, again, you do everything with Narukami and yeah. it's just showing you like you can guard cancel. You can guard cancel roll. This is a super. So it's whatever. It's pretty basic. Mm -hmm. I will say personally, because I obviously you and I play a lot of fighting games. We kind of know what to expect from most yeah. of these games. It doesn't get until like the late advanced system mechanics that I actually gives me something new because i already know how to link things i already know how to throw i already know how to throw break and you know all those things that a normal tutorial teaches beginners is like this is how you block this is how you dead angle this is how you do this stuff so i don't get anything out of it because i've played a lot of fighting games and most of them can translate to each other pretty well but i could see it why it it's worth the while to have the beginner segment the intermediate segment and eventually the advanced segment for for mm -hmm. everybody so i actually go through tutorials in almost every fighting game i play just to see what the tutorial is about there's still some stuff that's good to kind of you know learn about but like i just had it where like the tutorials are just so boring like and i think mm -hmm. that's one of my big issues too they're boring man like if you can't be fun how, what the hell's the point of that like it's gonna be a game man you don't want to make it like if i'm having if i'm bored learning a tutorial and i know a lot of the stuff i can't imagine like somebody that doesn't know because like in the case of someone that knows yeah you know it's like well you know all this stuff it, it, you know whatever 
But like if it like even I can take a step back and be like, man, this isn't fun at all. Like it's just oh run, jump. You know, that stuff can be done good, but like I said, I think the way TFH does it gives it more purpose. It gives it more a realistic point of view of how to use it. It's like, what the hell's the point of running? Oh, sure, you move forward, but you know, you cut distance, you you know, you give more reasoning behind it. Don't just mm-hmm. jump. For no reason you know how many people do that like when they first play fighting games and they just be holding up they don't know what the hell they're doing <laughs> so like <laughs> it's like give it a reason and that's i think that's like a big problem and then it's like a text barrier man like that's another oh that's another big big thing i don't like about fighting games man. it's big text walls man like even skullgirls is it's like this big ass text wall like come on man am i playing a jrpg or am i playing a fighting game i didn't want to get stuck with this big ass text wall like there's tutorials like it's like when you get forced into the tutorial and it's like dude what is all these text walls man like damn you can't just show it to me have you ever quit a game because it has tutorial hell hell yeah man there's been some games where i'm just like ah oh, nah, i'm not gonna do this no more you not only did you force it to me you're holding my hand and i don't like that <laughs> what's the uh, the capcom game the one with the dragons um uh, monster hunter yeah monster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So my friend got me Monster Hunter because he wanted to play with us, yeah. and I played it. And I swear to God, the there was a forty-five minute tutorial, dude. By the time I finished the tutorial, I just had enough time to trade that game back in. <laughs> I'm not playing this game. God damn! The, there was text walls in that game too, right? Walls dude, it wouldn't text. let me play. Like, okay, I get it. Like, it puts you through these sequences and cutscenes uh-huh. and all this other garbage. It's just like, just yeah. let me play. I don't care. I'll figure it out. Dude, that's why sometimes I like older games, especially old JRPGs, because they just kind of your house is burned down and your dad is your dad is dead. Go figure it out. I'm like, all right, man, mm-hmm. let's go, man. You know, but in other games, like, oh, your house fi- is on fire. You have to go see and reenact it all. I'm like, man, I won't do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see the tragedy. Just tell it to me. <laughs> it did sell very well, but oh, didn't yeah. get my money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we got one podcast correction for this week. Uh, we missed this last week because uh, I guess obviously the roundtable had all those technical difficulties with the commentators not having audio, and then who knows what the the first hour of the roundtable, by the way, last week was just the devs talking to themselves about like how their day is going, which is great for us. Like, yeah, we really care. But <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that, but yeah, it shouldn't be something too long. That's for sure. Dude, the first hour, in my opinion, was a waste. The second hour, they finally start talking about things that like are relevant to me as a fighting game consumer. But like, mm-hmm. listen, man, I don't care like what kind of coffee you had yesterday morning. Like, just mm-hmm. yeah, man, all that small talk. I'm not sitting in the elevator with you, bro. Let's get yeah. it going. Y'all might be friends, but I ain't your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. That's true. <laughs> talking to you, Harada. Anyway, so we missed this. Uh, Arxis, during the Arxis segment, they did indicate that Guilty Gear Strive is set to have a Wi-Fi indicator at launch. It wasn't in the beta, but they'll have it oh, at launch. Really? So, yeah, well, That's we'll, what I'm talking that. about. I, I'd almost say uh, that that right there is almost like now it's close to Skullgirls level. It's not Skullgirls. It'll never be Skullgirls probably, but it's close, right? Because that's I feel like the one thing they're missing probably is being able to change the amount of delay, which I don't know when anyone will ever get that but the wi-fi indicator is great i can finally discriminate towards people and their wi-fi that's what i am that's what, I, that's what i'm about and i'm gonna do it forever <laughs> yeah i don't know i think uh 
I can't really say how good the netcode is. It's really, really good, but since it's still beta, I want to wait when it's out on PC. Mm-hmm. The Wi-Fi problem for me was a little of a bummer because I could not play on Wi-Fi at all, but I could play really well on LAN, which is great because I play on LAN anyway, but I play other rollback games on Wi-Fi sometimes just for fun, and yeah. I still have a pretty good experience. So I still think the netcode is really good. I think it's it's not as good as Skullgirls, but I think it's like in that Killer Instinct level of like either like Killer Instinct or GGPO type level like tfh and all those other ggpo games so it's definitely up in the upper echelon it ain't street fighter 5 <laughs> so that's good that's poorly implemented all right so we got a couple news items this week and then a topic of the week that is an open-ended thing but we'll get to that later the first news item this week is rollback and kof 15 kind of so on february yeah. 26th 2021 SNK producer Yasuyuki Oda went to Twitter after the rise of questions from the fans on whether or not the King of Fighters 15 will have rollback netcode as SNK was the only fighting game publisher not to confirm it in their plans during last week's Japanese fighting game publisher roundtable. Oda is quoted saying this, quote, Great to see a lot of passionate hashtag SNK rollback fans. You will be happy to hear that we have been working hard on internal rollback solution for KOF 15 from early in the dev cycle. There is still a lot of work remaining, so we can't make any promises yet, but please be patient. End quote. This quote is neither a confirmation or denial of rollback in KOF 15. However, it is a good sign to see the SNK is talking about it openly for the first time with direct regards to the upcoming game. We'll get to Zio's questions here in a bit, but... Did you see, so I was a victim to this too. Initially, when I read this, I was like, well, that's practically a confirmation of rollback. I still do think it'll have rollback, although it doesn't really say it here. But the fact that he didn't go ahead and say, yes, it is rollback, that'll be at launch. Instead, he said, we're working on it. And he says that it's a solution instead of an implementation. Like, okay, what are you like a solution for what like what happened like what was the problem <laughs> like shouldn't That's it be true, shouldn't it be built up from the ground with rollback so i don't know also they're saying internal rollback solution so does that mean they're not contracting code mystics to do this obviously code mystics deals with the old sprites and some of those older games garu mark of the wolves mm-hmm. and kof 2002 so maybe it's not code mystics i'm confident that this will have rollback it's not a confirmation but I think they'll get it right. I don't know. One thing I was saying in Discord is that... So Strive has Zynac, who used to work for Iron Galaxy on Killer Instinct. That was That's a huge resource to have, right? When you're developing rollback for a game. Because if you're going to develop rollback for a game, you either kind of want Mike Z or Zynac. You want one of those guys. Yeah. So having one of them in their corner really, really helped. And we saw that it paid dividends with Strive because the netcode was really good. SNK doesn't have that. I don't know who they have. I'm not saying that they don't have anybody that can get good results as far as rollback, but it's to be discovered if they will be able to hit the mark with how Code Mystics have, how Guilty Gear Plus R has, and obviously Strive. So it's kind of good, but also it's a little worrisome. So we'll see what happens with this game if they uh, if we ever get a beta for it. I hope we do get a beta. I'm going to be angry if we don't, man. 
Because it's going to be like, I feel like we, like at this point, there should be a beta so people can stress tre- te- stress test everything, man. Because mm. it's like, man, I, I got to see that net code, man. Because I'm like, oh, rollback. All right. I, I don't like it that much, though. Like, they're not like, they're not making me feel very comfortable and good about the rollback. I swear. Like, it's like, oh, we're going to have rollback. But then the way they talk about it, I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. Is it about to be Street Fighter Five rollback? Because if that's the case, just give me something that's not, might as well just not even give me online. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't fill me with confidence, that's for sure. Mm-mm. Not at all, man. But we'll see. Anyway, Zio has a question here on Patreon. He asks, from our conversations and what you say on the podcast, I think he's referring to me, I think it's safe to assume that KOF 15 is a day one purchase for you if it has rollback. You're correct. Question is, what if it has rollback, but it's an Epic Store exclusive on PC? Also, right. let's make it official that your two partners in crime switch nicknames and let's call them Broken the Wong and Pringle 777. <laughs> <laughs> this man's out here pulling monkey's paws, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I w- okay, I'll say this. Um, I really want to play KOF 15. And even if it has strive level rollback, if it's on Epic Store, I'm not playing that. <laughs> God damn, that man said no. <laughs> no, I'm good. Put it on Steam or I'm playing oh, whatever. I'll play Strive. I'll play something else. Like Right. Steam or Bust, man. Yeah. I'm I'm speaking with my wallet on stuff like this. Like you either put it where I'm at. I'm not following anybody. I'm not following you to PS5. I'm not following you to Xbox <laughs> Series 14. I'm not doing any of that. You put it where I'm at and I'll play it. That's why. If, um, same thing. If it was like Omori, if, it was, if that was only on Switch, I wouldn't have played that. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait for you to come to where I'm at. I know it sounds like selfish or whatever, but like as a consumer, I already made a decision. Steam mm-hmm. is my platform, and this is where I'm most comfortable with. I don't want you to take advantage of my money. If I give you money on Epic Store, the exclusivity deal runs out after a year, and then I have to buy the game again on Steam because the population on Epic sucks ass. I'm not doing yep. that. That's ridiculous. Yo, see, this is why I like you, man. You speak with your wallet. That's why I just, <laughs> I will not go to Epic. on Epic, man. Epically not going over there. That's damn sure, man. Go away. That's Ain't a, nobody playing KOF a, on Epic. Yeah, man. No, look at Sam Show, man. Look what they did. They just destroyed their game. Yeah, it's it, Sam Show is practically it's just PS4, Bruh. I bet it would have actually had a fan base on PC if it was on Steam. Because yeah. there's nothing easier than just going up to somebody's name on Steam and then right-clicking invite to lobby, and that's it. That's all it takes. But Epic, I don't even want to go there, man. Nah, I'm not mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I played uh, <laughs> I played Omen of Sorrow on Steam. On, on, not on Steam, on Epic. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I think that I'm scarred for life after playing that game. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> that's the worst experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Terrible, man. Yeah, no way. I'm not following any any other platform. I hit Steam and that's how it is. Even though like I really want to play KOF 15. I want it to do well. I want it to succeed. Come to Steam, mm-hmm. I'll give you my money. All right. Last news item of this week, and this one is close to your heart, Pringle. Skullgirls will never die. Now I have I love I can't wait for your reaction on this one because I already <laughs> saw a little taste of it. A little taste of it in Discord. <laughs> so oh, we'll see. Man, dude. So on February 23rd, 2021, Autumn Games and Hidden Variable announced that Skullgirls is getting a season pass among other announcements. The season pass roadmap details included Annie, who is set to join the second Encore roster on March 4th, 2021, along with a new stage, and she will be labeled as quote-unquote early access, 
until development feels she is in a suitable state for competitive play and will be balanced via updates for a final release in March. Any story mode will be added in May of 2021, along with three more characters set to join the game, with dates undetermined at this point in time. The Season Pass will also include an exclusive palette pack, which is Colors, Skullgirls, Original Soundtrack, and a fully updated digital art compendium. In the announcement, it is also mentioned that depending on how well any DLC and Season Pass does, the developers hope to add more content to it, even perhaps a fifth brand new character. Currently, the upcoming planned characters in the Season Pass have already been determined by the developers, but fan voting could be a possibility for the fifth character if it were, come, if it were, were to come to fruition. It was also disclosed that anyone who owns a standard version of Skullgirls now has access to all content and the second Encore upgrade for free. Skullgirls will be available for $9.99 on Annie's release day and will include all DLC and second Encore, the season pass is priced at $34.99, but it will be reduced to $29.99 on Annie's release day as well. Individual DLC in the season pass is priced at $9.99 per item, including the soundtrack and future characters. Let's start with the good on my, my end. The pros. Skullgirls getting support from developers. That's great because remember a couple, not a couple weeks ago, but like months ago, we were kind of in limbo. We were like, oh, man, no more Lab Zero. Mike Z's canceled. What's happening with this game? Annie never coming. So we were like, everything was up in the air. It was like, God, we don't know. The Skullgirls might be dead. All <laughs> <So, laughs> right, yeah. I was just ready to pack it up, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's good that, okay, it's getting support. That's great. Skullgirls is still, the launch party never ends. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other part is the fact that this is a cool idea. I like that they're doing this. They're putting out Annie on March 4th, but it's not her official release date. She's going to be in the endless beta or whatever it's called. And Mm -hmm. they're basically going to work her out, right? They're going to be like, okay, let me see what the kill sage can find that's broken with this character and let us fix Mm -hmm. it before we put her out. So that's cool. It's almost like a test bed for people to play her, see what's broken. Let's update her. And then in March, we'll, we'll pull her out for competitive play. I like the fact that they're pretty transparent with the roadmap. We don't have a lot of dates, but we know we're getting more characters. We're getting Annie, her story, and everything else. Also, the fact that they're already telling you that if this sells well, you could vote for a, another character to be added from the Skullgirls universe. That's kind of cool. It's something for the fans. And the big thing, in my opinion, was the fact that they made second Encore DLC free now. So you can buy regular Skullgirls. You own everything. You don't have to buy... Skullgirls and Second Encore, it's all free. So I'm sure one of these days, because it happens all the time, Skullgirls will go on sale for 29 cents or whatever, and now you got everything. So that's that's great. Now the cons is the price, obviously, right? Like, <laughs> really expensive. This is more expensive than the base game, man. <laughs> it is. You already know the- I got a problem with that. <laughs> The bigger head scratcher for me is not the $34.99, right? Which is really high, but it's the $9.99 for individual DLC. That means if you want the soundtrack separately, if you want the color separately, or if you want each individual character separately, they're all $10. That's extremely high, and I don't know if it's warranted. It's basically there to push you to buy the season pack because of how outrageously high those prices are individually. I don't like the $34.99. I don't think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. but 
I will say this as one, as one little caveat. I know it's double standards, right? Because we talk a lot about Grand Blue Fantasy or whatever. Yeah. Skullgirls, in my opinion, doesn't have the same leg to stand on as Psy Games and Grand Blue Fantasy, right? Psy Games has a lot of money. So much yeah, money yeah, yeah. that they're making every day with that mobile game or whatever. And now they got Relink coming out. And obviously, Grand Blue Fantasy has sold pretty well. They're just charging out the ass. Skullgirls is broke. Let's face it. Like, Skullgirls has a mobile game yeah. that does okay. and But they're broke. <laughs> so... Everything is hand-drawn. It's really hard to make those assets. So I could see a possibility why this price is so high. But, man, it's a hard sell. It's a really hard sell trying to get people to buy this game and buy the season pass for for the, those numbers. It's That's really going to hurt your wallet. And I think unless you're a hardcore supporter of, of Skullgirls, you're probably going to pass on this. And personally, myself, I'll pass on this as well unless it comes on sale eventually. And then I'll get it. But... I'll open the floor for you, Pringle. How how do you feel about this whole announcement? Uh, oh man, dude, they did one of Pringle's biggest sins, man. Season passes. I keep seeing these season passes, but I'm not going to Bush Gardens or Disney World, man. Where are we going with these season passes, bro? <laughs> oh man, I hate them so much, dude. I don't like you already know I hate season passes. I don't like how season pass could be like, oh, spend $35 and you get five characters. You know what I just thought of, man? Can you refund a season pass? I don't think so. Dude, I've never heard of anyone being like, I didn't get this in that season pass, so I refunded it. I don't think I can do that. So once you like, it's like being an investor, except you can't pull your money back. So it's like you invest into the game, but it's like you can't, like I'm going to get four characters. What if I don't want their asses? Mm -hmm. Can I get my money back? (laughs) No, I doubt that. I really doubt that, dude. I honestly doubt that. But I'll say here's the I'll go with the pros too first for myself. I like that we're getting new characters. That's dope, man. I I I don't know what the future holds with the balance and the fact that there is new characters. The lack of Mike Z still makes me concerned, even though he's a guy that when he talked about whenever he did things with his team, he made sure that it wasn't just him doing the work. It was a it was a wee effort, but we knew that he was a big part. He was in t- integral to, towards the existence of that game. Like if there was no Mike C, there's no Skullgirls, mm-hmm. period. Like maybe with what Alex Alex A had, or however you say his name, what he had did not look good. Okay, so it was not gonna work out. This dude brought the Z engine, and then he basically made a game. From a competitive standpoint, especially, it wouldn't be the same game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this is a guy that loves fighting games. That dude makes them, man. And he would go out of his way to give people free copies of his games, just giving out free copies of Skullgirls and even Indivisible. So I don't know what that tells me. I can't see. It's hard for me to be like, well, it should be a better game. I, I can't say that because the guy that made the goddamn game is not there. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean it's not like if they went to another game like oh this is Skullgirls three you know then i could be like oh whatever it doesn't matter it's gonna be a it should be a different game because it's basically like you know a different name in a way but it's like no it's the same game so the guy that made the same game isn't even there so that concerns me still to this day and like i don't know where it's going and i don't like i'll be interested to find out but i don't have the highest hopes in fact my hopes are super low. So, <laughs> but 
I think that it's dope that the game is getting more love and like the game is getting more characters. I, I that is such a cool thing, and I didn't expect it, but I know that that's probably Skullgirl's biggest problem with me personally is the lack of characters. Um, if because it's a team game and team games really do shine when there's huge rosters behind them, man. Mm-hmm. Even BB Tag got it, man. That that makes the game so much better with all the characters it's got right there. So then I go to the cons, man. That price point, hell no, nah, man. Yo, there is no way. I don't like, I play Skullgirls for thousands of hours already at this point. There is no way I'm going to spend $10 on one character. If I did that, that would be me being the biggest hypocrite ever right here. <laughs> like, I know that they ain't got the cash, but I just cannot do That's just not, I don't feel comfortable spending $10 on a character on one character when the game itself is like three bucks man like dude and then you have the season pass method which i already hate so what's it's like four characters right three Mm -hmm. more characters plus any right yeah so that's four so you have four characters and there might be five so ideally if you buy them individually you'll spend 50 bucks that's a lot of goddamn money man there'll probably be sales by then but we'll just say 50 bucks if you buy the season pass then you save 15 dollars but it's still that's why I don't like those season passes because they in a way you could always say that the consumer doesn't have to buy anything. But I don't ever I don't really like that excuse that much because, yes, you don't have to buy anything, but that doesn't take away from, you know, things being predatory. I won't say this is a predatory purchase, but it's still kind of like I don't like it, period. I don't like season passes because you, if, if you don't spend this thirty five dollars on this season pass, you're missing out. It makes you feel like you're missing out. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's what I feel like season passes do. They make you feel like you're missing out. If you don't save fifteen dollars now, then you'll lose it out on those fifteen dollars in the long run. And it's like, man, I, I want my fifteen dollars, man. Right. <laughs> a frugal ass dude. So I don't like that. And, and a season pass also dictates that there will be more season passes if possible. And I know that the game was crowdfunded in a lot of its uh, efforts to releasing new characters. Yo, no lie, man. I would, I would even, I would prefer it if the game was crowdfunded for all the new characters. Not even gonna front. Like, and as as odd as that is, it feels, it feels more transparent to me if it was done that way instead of let me spend ten more dollars. Everybody's got to spend ten more dollars for the characters when it's like if it was crowdfunding, then I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing it out of the modesty and love out of the game but now it's like we got to make some money and to that everything got to make money you know what i'm saying it is a business so it makes sense i just almost feel i feel more like i feel more comfortable just doing it crowdfunding as odd as it is because then i'm like okay i can put as much money as i want and let's see if it happens you know what i'm saying but then spending the ten dollars it's like i might I, I know i probably i'll probably play annie for a bit maybe not really care too much about her later down the line Usually, I don't care much for DLC characters, to be honest. I usually don't ever play DLC characters in fighting games. I generally just play the, the basic-ass roster that is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't like that it's... I don't like that it's $10 per character. That's just very expensive. But we can say, like you said earlier, the character, the game is dirt cheap, man. It's poor, right? But it's just hard because I think that because the price point is so high, I don't think they'll sell as much. And it's also like, how many people want to buy a new character from Skullgirl? You know what I mean? That's not like, it's not this popular game that goes out and people, 
oh man, I can't wait for that new character, Skullgirls. I've been waiting for like ever. It's not like if 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 um if uh Doctor Doom dropped in Skullgirls, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or in a Marvel game, people would want to go out their way to buy that. This is a, another character that I don't even know much about personally, and Skullgirls is already a game people don't know much about. But it, I think it'll not help it as much, make it such a high price point. Because for one, the people that do buy it, the casual players, they probably buy everything. They they buy it at the cheapest point, probably. Kind of like how like the rise of Street Fighter V came when everything was free for the game. Mm-hmm. It's like all the cheap, all the casual players are gonna come by and buy it for cheap. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like that's the perfect time to get the casuals in where everything is dirt cheap. But you're selling characters for ten dollars, man. I don't know where the hell you're gonna get that, man. It's not like it's not like Grand Blue or not even like Grand Blue. Like, let me. What's the character? What's the game where the characters aren't that expensive? I guess. Tekken. I know, man, nowadays they out here selling Tekken. Yeah, man. Tekken is is very casual. I mean, it's not very. It's very. It's, it's good for the casual audience. Mm-hmm. So when a new character drops, people all like, man, look at Leroy, dude. That's dude. Who wouldn't want to buy Leroy, even if you didn't know much about uh, Tekken? You see Leroy, he's dope. Yeah. You see Annie. I'm not gonna lie. who gonna run in line for like uh, this character? Come on, man. She she kind of animate too with the freaking eye patch thing. I don't she, know. I like that, it. She's that, like a little on, Rambo. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool, <laughs> but like, come on, man. Like, come on, casual audience. Everyone's like, yo, I can't wait. Man, I can't wait to see if it was big band. I'd be like, all right, understandable. That dude's a big ass instrument. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like he's the kind of character that you sell mad. You sell mad on them casuals, hmm. but any. I will also say that Pagan mentioned something that is good is that, you know, the game, they, you know, they've made quality. So I think it's good to support them if you can. But then he also mentioned that, like, if he, if he has to buy it on Steam and then he want to buy it on the PS4, that's, that's pretty expensive. Dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty expensive DLC you spending money on. Dog. Yeah, you need uh you might have to break out that stimulus money <laughs> for right, Skullgirls right, yeah, DLC. Right. <laughs> Yo, right? Yeah, this is uh, it's kind of <laughs> it's looking like uh, Skullgirls Fantasy Versus here with the DLC. I got a I got a couple points here. One is you brought up the fact that you don't know if these characters will will fit the game, the game's mold to what it is now because the fact that Mike Z is not there. I was gonna bring up that I was like, well, Annie could be a test bed for that to see if yeah. she she makes sense, but. Annie was already pretty far into development when Mike Z was already there working on her. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of his a lot of his fingerprints are going to be on Annie because of the fact that he spent a lot of time working on her. I don't know if he worked on any of those other upcoming characters. I think the, mm-hmm. the next character will be the the real test bed to see if okay, do you know how to balance a Skullgirls character in in the current meta? Since I think obviously Mike Z had a lot to do with Annie, so. That's one. The other part here is that, yeah, $35 is outrageous. It's really high. $10 per character is even more outrageous in my opinion. But one thing here that it's not like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is that this roadmap for the season pass does not end until middle of 2022. We're in the Mm -hmm. early parts of 2021. So we're looking at over a year of the season pass. So that's $35 for over a year. And meanwhile, you know, Grand Blue Fantasy is what on their second season pass, I think. And they already made you pay 50 bucks plus whatever the game is, $170. I don't know how expensive yeah, that game is, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying you should 
pay the $35 because at the end of the day, 35 is 35, no matter what stage in the season pass they are on. But maybe you can take some sort of solace there that it's like, okay, I'm spending $35, but I know I'm not going to spend any more until season pass two, which might be in middle of 2022, even if it even becomes a thing. So Mm -hmm. it is a long roadmap. So I don't know. Yeah. I yeah man and you're right. I'll also say that like the fact that you can test it in the beta is great because they did that with they did that with Eliza where mm-hmm. you could play and she was like she looked like paper like like actually paper like she got drawn on like a piece a piece of paper yeah not and, filled uh, in and you stuff. could test her out yeah you could test her out before the game dropped and I I think that it's really cool that Skullgirls is one of the few games that does something like that so yeah man I mean. Yeah, I like I said, I still don't like the idea of season passes because it's kind of like a gamble. And that's why I don't like them. Because what if, like, what if I put the 35 and for some weird ass reason the game drops from Steam the next year? <laughs> what are they going to give me? Yeah, they're going to give me points on Steam, like stuff like that. So I'm not too much of a fan of season passes for that reason because it, it's like, I have to hope that everything comes to what I want mm-hmm. it to. That's why I like I that's why I would even say I like a GoFundMe more because at least I know it could fail. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know it could definitely fail. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. It is it is a bummer with those season passes. A lot of times you're buying an unproven commodity because you don't know, okay, what mm-hmm. am I gonna get? But unfortunately it's the current model until we perhaps go free to free to play and then mm-hmm if they do kind of sort of like a cycle uh, like uh, killer instinct did with their their fighting game then mm-hmm. i don't think i think this is the model that's probably gonna stay for a little while oh yeah man i mean i'd also even say look at street fighter 5 season passes man those uh gotta get those <laughs> gotta get those chunner yeah. costumes man yeah i would say i wish that like people adapted what street fighter 5 also did with the fight money even though the fight money is kind of ridiculous i bought a character with the fight money i bought sakura so that was really cool they added challenges and stuff but it's just still not enough but i I, I just like the fact that it gives you options more options is always great yeah we'll keep an eye out for uh for annie and the rest of the development of the season pass and who knows maybe it'll go on sale although most season passes don't go on sale very often but you never know what skullgirls all right, Pringle, we got a bit of a slow week since so we don't have a lot of news because the roundtable from last week basically covered everything. So I made up some some topics of the week. This is kind of an open-ended thing. So it is FGC content and more. I think I have about three bullet points here that I figure we should kind of talk about things in the FGC, how you feel about this stuff. The first question here is I have... Uh, so I found that outside of video essays and really combo videos... And tech videos, fighting game content is pretty much the same. And we saw that exemplified, especially within the last couple weeks, where the news cycle was circulating almost every day. KOF trailer, Guilty Gear Strive impressions, everybody talking about the beta. Mm-hmm. The, the the hive mind was all yeah. synchronous. <laughs> so yeah. everybody follows the same trends. It's just kind of a different face and a different voice saying it. And it's what I found mm-hmm. that... Pretty much if you watch anybody in the FGC with a little bit of clout or whatever, they're doing the same type of content. So question number one, the, does FGC content interest you? Mm, like, yeah, do you does, go out of your but... way to watch whoever like Max or Sage Am or 
Oh no, I don't, I don't really watch CJ. His stuff is really is all the same. You ain't even front when you when you and you kind of like you show you kind of made me do you did the thing where I figured out like what it sounds like when I hear someone doesn't use noise filter on their videos and I can never unhear that that <laughs> sound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once you mentioned that to me, I was like, damn, I can never unsee CJ video without being like, yeah, they all the same. What? Why you got an editor? But they all make the same. Like it's all the same. I don't get it. I think that, like, man, I think that it's it's really weird because, like, so I, I okay, so like, I like what, like, I was watching Obama do a tier list on Strive characters, and I like how he did the tier list. He didn't actually make a tier list. All he did was talk about each character and what they're good at, and it was funny as hell. Like, it was it was just good because it wasn't like I clicked the tier list thinking maybe I'm just gonna watch a tier list. But it's like a game that's only been out for like two days. What the hell is a tier list worth? Yeah. Like it's garbage. Like any man make, making a tier list after playing a game for two days? Are you serious, man? It's garbage. Don't ever listen to that. Straight it's a beta too. Budget. It's going to change. Yeah, man. It's not even done. Like, it's like, come on, man. It's garbage, dude. Like, I wouldn't even bother with that. But I do like how uh, Majin Obama did each video, each character, and he just talked about the strengths and weaknesses of the character. And I like that. That was like, there we go. I like stuff like that. But Yes, man. FGC content really is dry as hell. We ain't got anything outside of it. If we ain't got tournaments, what we got? We ain't talking about the people no more. So we got to talk about the tier list. We got to talk about me playing the video game, watching me play. And like, yeah, it's dry, man. It's pretty dry. And like, it, I don't know, like, sometimes I wonder how anybody would go about changing it. I like how Leon Massey does his videos with how he talks about certain things mm-hmm. and how he kind of like go. It's like like he talks about just one thing, meter, and he goes about and he ends up talking about different multiple fighting games. Well, those I don't are video like essays, somebody's right? Stuck on just one. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. I like I like those a lot, but yeah, man, you're right, man. And I I guess that also comes down to the idea of like what else really is there on YouTube outside of like reactions and let's plays. You know what I'm saying? Wait. And before I go, before I let you go, I was gonna just say this is why when I make a video, when I make the video, it's gonna be like like old school commentary where it was like edited and fully playing the video game. I saw this dude do like an Earthbound commentary, and I was like, "Bruh, let me do something like that." <laughs> Nobody do nothing like that. It takes so it takes so long, and it's like it was so enjoyable for me the whole time, though, man. It was like I was watching a let's play, but it wasn't like a reaction. It was more like. This dude wrote down everything. It was pretty nice. Put effort into it. Uh, a couple points. I will say, uh, Say Jam does have, he does cover a lot of the, the day-to-day stuff, which mm-hmm. I guess I'll throw out some names. So you have uh, Animal Illuminati, right? Juna and yeah. Kizzy K, Max, Coefficient. All those guys, if you go to their channels, and this is not disparaging them, it's all the same. Just because of the fact that mm-hmm. it's, it's easy content. It's it comes out of stream archives, and it's easy to put together, edit together. And by the way, we're a victim of that too. Except this isn't a stream archive. This is something you get at the end of the week, compiled all together. We talk about the same exact things they do, but it's in one show. It's in two hours, and you don't have to really watch it because it's a mostly video, or rather, it's mostly audio even though the video version does have clips in there. So it's not like we're not doing it. It's just our format is different. Instead of like multiple videos throughout the week, it's it's one video at the end of the week. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we do it as well. The other part is that unless you're a, unless you're doing something different, 
you kind of have to follow what everybody else is doing because that's how you keep mm -hmm. up. And stream archives are, or rather is the conduit to content now in the FGC. You, you look at everybody. The one thing that I, you know, you mentioned Obama. The one thing that I like that he does, his content is the same as everybody else's, but his personality is sprinkled in way more yeah, than man. some of those other guys where it's just not reactions. It's not just, hey, let's talk yeah. about this and regurgitate what everybody else has already mm -hmm. said, except now it's in my voice. So that's cool because, mm -hmm. you know, Obama is a very out there person, right? He's outgoing. So you feel what an Obama video is like compared to what some of these other more like vanilla people are out like because you know yeah. some of these reactions are just like well i could have watched this on my own to be honest with you but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man yeah all right the second question here <laughs> with regards to content is i guess we technically already answered this are you happy with the current state of content in the fgc i would say i'm okay with it it's not ideal right it's it's okay because there's a little bit of everything yeah I'll take my uh, my uh, cheeseburgers from McDonald's for now. <laughs> All right. I definitely would prefer a, a Burger King Whopper or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the last thing I have here is what type of content would you like to see more? Now, I think we already talked about video essays. I think you and I really like those. I was trying mm -hmm. to think. I was like, okay, what kind of content out there? There, So there's podcasts. There's video essays. There's combos. There's news. And there's also like documentaries. So maybe yeah. if we saw more documentaries, those could be cool, like local scenes nice. and stuff. That'd be nice. Have you ever heard of the, uh, okay, this one had like a lot of problems, but have you ever heard of the Smash documentary, the one with the Melee one? Have I, you ever heard of that one? I think I saw that in my recommended somewhere, but I never like went so, ahead and watched it. So honestly, I recommend that you watch it just so you have, like see what they were up to. Because like, the game isn't so much of an importance, but it's pretty funny how they like kind of scripted it. Like it was, it turned into like a, a coast by coast, and this guy became like king. And it's really cool, I think. And I wish that there was more type of things like that in the FGC because there's there's so many good stories and stuff like that, but nobody's telling them. Mm -hmm. So I think I would definitely say that there's a lot of like I remember Obama mentioned it too about like how nobody like. The story type of stuff when you talk about like marvel and stuff like that but there's definitely a lot more other stories outside of just you know marvel uh there's probably like a lot of anime fighting stories and all these kind of meal stories and stuff like that and because we aren't getting tournament players like anymore i feel like the story stuff is kind of fizzling out but man i do like me some story like storytelling is my jam man if i could story tell all day long that would be it man i would love to see more storytelling, man. Like, and like, it, I need somebody like, I need a good storyteller, like somebody that makes me feel like I'm in. It. Like Obama is like the perfect yeah. person to tell a story. Well, Lee Chung too. Yeah. Oh my God, Lee Chung. Yipes. Those type of people, like they exaggerate everything. That's what I want. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be great if we had like an FGC historian. That's oh for real, but not like a boomer, go, Mac. not like a super boomer, <laughs> like somebody who's still like kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valle could definitely Valle, probably yeah. be that guy. Yeah, yeah. John Troy. See, we, bro, see, we literally just gave out a perfect number one killer of channels right there. I know. Yo, somebody call Watson. I wanna, I wanna know yeah, more. I wanna know more about the SoCal Street Fighter scene. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wanna know yeah, the nitty gritty though right exactly man okay 
All right, so the next, the next one is not about content. This is something you brought up to me or brought up in the Discord. Tournaments. So you think, or rather, you, you just brought it up. You were like, tournaments should be three out of five instead of two out of three. So I got some questions here for you. And kind of walk me through this. So what are the pros and cons of playing tournament standards two out of three? What, what are the pros? Logistics and time. I feel like those are like key. Logistics and time. Because I, 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 like outside of the video, the player experience, it's really just faster to run a tournament if mm -hmm. everybody's like, you know, oh, after three matches, we're good. We go to the next one. After three matches or two matches, you go, go to the next one. It's so much easier for the TOs, I feel, when things run faster. Because not only does it mean it's running faster, it means it's running smoother. And it just makes it better yeah. overall experience. I say that much. Open slots for other games. Yeah, exactly. Cons. It's too goddamn fast, man. All right? <laughs> like, I hate it. Like, as a player, I hate it, bro. Like, oh, my God. Dude, like, you know, you saw how Skullgirls is now three out of five before. It was two out of three. Do you know how fast you would lose? And then there's so many games where the same stuff occurs. Two out of three in Persona, bro. You be you could get hit by Red Axe Labyrinth and die quick as hell. Mm -hmm. Or like you could lose basically in about like a normal average match between normal normal players it probably goes up to like maybe like sixty to fifty seconds. But then you have I would say like like games that need to be kept away is definitely DBFZ. Like keep that away from a uh, from a, a three out of five. That needs to stay as a two out of three. But right. It just goes so fast, and like I, I, I'm so I can adapt, right? But I realize that after, like, if it's a three out of five, yo, that third game, I have, I've learned almost like everything I needed to to, to learn. Download complete. But it's just not enough time. Yeah, man. But it's just not enough time to really make that run back. So every time I feel like two out of threes always feel fast. Even in Street Fighter, I feel like unless it was like Turtle Turtle Fighter Four over here. But it felt like a lot of those type of things just go so fast that like you don't really get much out of them. You could just be like, in hindsight, you'll see, you'll be like the player, will be like, oh yeah, he jump a lot, or it'd just be like small, minute things. But like, it's still not enough. I feel like it's never been enough. But I know that logistically speaking, two out of three is much better. But I just know that out of the many experiences of playing video games, and like knowing, it's just it never feels like enough. But then there's also game, other games. I'll say that it's just it has to be that way. Like, like the Smash games all got to be two out of three, man. Yeah. It just so it's case by case basis, then. Yeah, I would say that much. But I, I still like my three out of five a lot more. But you could go and start with the second one. Well, I will say because like an example of where I think you just mentioned three out of five would be awful because it would take so long is Dragon Ball Fighters. That game is mm -hmm. takes long with two out of three. So three out of five yeah, would be man. awful. But you know what's crazy? Marvel 3 out of 5 would be super fast still. Yeah, 3 out of 5 for Marvel, I felt like should have been the structure of that game. Like, I don't understand why they still ran it at 2 out of Dude, people got infinites in that game, bro. <laughs> why the hell wouldn't you run it at 3 out of 5? Brothers begin, don't check if they're like a, a, a cross-under, cross-up, 50-50, mix-up, high-low, and then they lose, like, the characters in, like, seconds and then you're out here like yeah good games man i'm like bro that wasn't even like i didn't even like <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying i didn't even like breathe <laughs> yeah rounds so, certain rounds of fighting games like tekken is really fast but i don't know if tekken mm -hmm. should be three out of five and pools right so i okay so i guess we can talk about the pros and cons of three out of five yeah, go ahead. So, like so like yeah tekken i feel tekken i feel like it's fine 
But I, I, I would still say that it would still do well as a three out of five because it's such a movement-based game and you can learn a lot out of people after mm. playing a certain amount of time. So I think it would be great as a three out of five. Like the adaption can really happen in a three out of five as opposed to a two out of three. And I will say in the case of Tekken, the rounds are 60 seconds. So I guess you have, you save like 39 seconds each of those rounds. So maybe. Well, they only save... last like 20 at most. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Especially in seven. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it would actually like be great in the long run for players, but logistically speaking, it wouldn't be so good for TOs. I just know that like, I know for a fact, like the pros out of three out of five is just that you just have so much more time as a player to understand what's going on and to really get data capture that because yeah man data exactly because like i feel that like you know how like in boxing like it's like 12 rounds but it don't last that long mm. but when it lasts that long it's got like because like if, if the players are i mean if the boxers are really well or even in fighting like in uh mma mm -hmm. because if they're really well that means they can keep on fighting you know what i'm saying but it it if it ends too short or like, of course, uh, by knockout, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it like, it's kind of like, oh man, it's kind of anticlimactic. Um, so I feel like that three out of five just gives an opportunity of more growth. I, I would even say more growth out of the players. It's kind of like when I play people in Skullgirls. Yo, I've played people in Skullgirls first out of 10, bro. They beat me straight eight and then I win. I, I, I legit run it back. The whole way run it all the way goddamn back and i i like that i like that a lot being able to have the understanding and enough time to be able to do things like that because it also it's like it also does this really dope thing where each player is growing from one another and i get and i feel like you get enough time out of that but with the two out of three format it's just not enough time i feel like it's just like i gotta sit down hurry up get out sit down hurry up get out mm -hmm. <laughs> it feels like sometimes but but that, like, of course, the cons definitely is just the logistics of it all. Like, you know, tournaments can't like tournaments take a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they can like, I don't know why, but they take so goddamn long, especially I don't know why, but they do. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. They're the worst, dude. They're the freaking worst. Now, do you think let's say a game changes from two out of three to three out of five? Do you want that? just straight throughout or do you want like a cap it was like okay top 64 that's when we transition over to three out of five or top 32 or how, how would you want it to be i think i think it should just be ran all the way through but if we were doing thinking of caps it would probably be like maybe like maybe the 64 or the 120 something like that but like yeah if like okay so like there was also like i forgot which game was doing it but it made it so top eight was three out of five um that was cool i think that was a pretty cool idea like i feel like because like i would even say at the at the top top levels i feel like that makes more of an impact because people like so much happens at the, the highest levels you know what i'm saying like small little minute changes can change the gameplay completely of how good or how bad you were going against somebody like maybe you were finally blocking the dps and stuff like that and that could change a world of things and giving those really high level players more like more rounds i would even say makes the the spectacle even better because now we get more matches at the high ass levels mm -hmm. where everybody wants to see so 
that would be really dope if they even if they ran it just for top eight that would be sick as hell because it's like oh hell yeah man we're about to get like a whole extra hour of gameplay as opposed to you know like 30 minutes of it well to talk about the monkey's paw because the dragon ball fighters 2018 world championship oh. top eight was three out of five and bro that took eight hours <laughs> that was awful i was watching obama watch the stream Yo. and he was he fell asleep <laughs> right <laughs> Is that the one where they do the type of thing where it's like a, a round robin type of yeah, thing? Yeah, they like first a, do that. Like 16 players? Yeah, and then they do the top eight after they figure out who has the points or whatever. And they did top eight all three out of five, winners and losers. And it was just like, Jesus Christ, oh, dude, this dude. was. I'll be honest with you, playing it, I would want a three out of five of Dragon Ball Fighters, but it's too long. Like, it's just everything in that game takes so much. I think even when you knock someone out, it ch it makes more time because you have to go back into neutral, which I hate. Dag fighters should not be doing that. You should get a free-ass mix-up on their <laughs> incoming every time, man. Every time, goddammit. But they make it so that you have to go through that. And then the supers take a while, and the damage is so small. So you can't do, like, explosive counter hit, like, damage. And, oh, man, that game. Well, right, that game especially in 2018, when when that World Finals happened, it was it's faster and has more damage now. But season mm -hmm. one, Jesus, the pacing in season one was, was awful, man. <laughs> was yeah, man, not I, great. I think it was a stumblebee stumblebee video where he mentioned about like how they just add the time and it's almost like it's just there to be there, but it's not like you're not really paying attention to it because it takes yeah. so goddamn long. Yeah. So. so yeah, that that's definitely the monkey's paw, bro. That's mm -hmm. I, I think is that, is that like the longest game we got so far? Yeah, man, I think that's the longest game we got. Street Fighter's faster than that game. Yeah, I would assume so. It, it probably the game that takes the longest to get matches through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, that's definitely the monkey's paw, though. That, yeah, that's the only time I'd be like, no. Yeah, them fingers bending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, all right. The final little subtopic is uh, 2021. Let's talk about 2021. So this is way too early for first quarter, right? So we're recording this on February 27th, 2021. Mm -hmm. So we're not even through the month of March. So it's not really a for first quarter. It's just the first two months or rather first three months, sort of. But uh, how are you feeling about the direction of the FGC of fighting games in the first three months as far, even if you want, if you want to compare it to 2020, you can, but, or, or if you just want to take 2021 as face value, how are you feeling about the direction of fighting games this year? So far, man, I think it's good. You know, like, I think it's good. I mean, strive being a thing, uh, KOF being a thing, even the Skullgirl stuff being a thing. I think that's good. And if I just take all the good things about it, I think it's pretty good so far. I hope we get a lot more fighting games, but I don't know. Maybe we might not. I don't, I don't know what else we, we might get. You got DNFD. Of, uh... Oh, yeah, that's true. We might get that. You think we might get that? I don't know if it'll be this year, but it's they'll show more of it this year for sure. I don't know if it'll release this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that'd be great if we do get that, but I don't think, I don't know if we will, but that'd be good. I, I think it, it's looking better, and I think, like, I, I wouldn't say I'm not going to compare it to 2020, but like I feel like 2020 definitely needed to happen. So we needed that booty butt cheeks to happen so that everybody can go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I share the same sentiment. I like the way 2021 is shaping up, mostly because Strive seem, seems to be really capturing mm -hmm. a lot of people in the FGC. That's good. 
I said this before. Yeah. I think Street Fighter Five right now is at its highest uh, peak. I think it's doing the best it's ever has, and I think that's a good way to end Street Fighter Five. Tekken Seven is still doing quite well, even though I don't really like its direction. Everybody else seems to <laughs> be enjoying it, especially if you can play online. So that's good. Mm-hmm. If you were one of the lucky ones to be able to actually have your netcode improved, then you're doing quite well with season four. And yeah, we have things to look up on the horizon. We get a KOF trailer every week, so that's it's been good. Yeah, I, I like the transparency of of fighting games more so than last year. And I agree with you. Last year needed to happen in order for us to have a better a better next year. And yeah, man, exactly. I'd also even say that that round robin thing or the right fighting game table is a pretty good creation out of you know what happened last year. Now, you know, there's some there's some conversation between these. I feel like they never they're like in this vacuum and they don't talk to each other. Like, bro, don't you ever just be like, hey man, that stuff that KOF be doing is pretty let me put it in my game. Mm-hmm. They don't be doing that. Like, I mean, Sakurai did it, but he don't even talk to their ass. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that's I feel like that's a great thing that they're doing now they're talking to each other like god talk to each other man i think we'll probably see more of those i mean as long as there's covid we're gonna see more roundtables so we'll we'll, Mm -hmm. it's kind of how we get updated you know it would be nice if they could get the audio right and if they could cut the first hour of them shooting the shit that'd be nice dude and you also made me think that like they're doing it online now but maybe in the future they'll do it live and that'll be even better yeah like e3 or something that'd be cool or evo japan yeah man seriously have our own little type of uh, thing you know now we talked about these games and announcements do you have anything that kind of piques your interest either that's already been announced or that might be announced i mean if kof drops with good rollback man that got me going man that'll that'll be like the thing for me man but outside of that i can't think of a goddamn thing man. <laughs> what about what about shanty like, I mean, like, and still- tfh Oh yeah, that should be cool. But I already got my character. Yeah, that's like true. I, it's always the <laughs> DLC effect, man. Like once it's like a oh, like oh, like I always stick with the base roster usually because one thing is from base roster is that they have more tech. And mm. then like when new character come by, they ain't got as much tech usually. And two is that the base rosters usually work more upon because well they're the old motherfuckers, so they've been sitting around for a while. So yeah, I yeah, that is cool though that uh, the new character TFH is coming, but. Yeah, nah, I don't really think I got it. I don't even think I have anything that I'm excited for normal game-wise, man. But I've been like that for a couple of years at this point. Like, if it's not Dragon Quest or something, probably not going to catch my attention. Damn. Well, if you don't already own Omori by your birthday, that'll be your birthday gift. Oh, oh I'll get that. (laughs) Oh, dude, and you also just reminded me something that actually hyped me up for a little bit that just dropped. CrossCode got DLC, and it's like 15-plus hours of the game. DLC and they and they dropped the DLC for free for the backers. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Damn, that, that's dope. Yeah, man. I guess I have a feeling <laughs> I know what the answer is for this. But uh, have you been uh, disappointed by anything? Oh, I guess I'll answer my excitement. I even though right. it was one trailer, one little teaser, uh, DNFD kind of. From what I saw that gameplay, I was just like, this kind of feels not Persona, but more Persona ish than other games. <laughs> So I was like, DNFD could be really cool uh, from what I Man. saw. So that has me a little There's bit excited. barely any gameplay. I know. <laughs> but listen, if I can't get Persona, I have to look at, like, what's the closest thing? So right now, the Dude. closest thing to Persona is Undernight, but the netcode is so atrocious, and I only like one character. So 
DNFD is the next best thing from that 30 second trailer. But, you know, who knows? It could be trash. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's how I felt like when I played Blaze Blue, man. I was the closest thing to Persona, and boy, was I wrong. No, I. I don't know. Have I already said this on a podcast? I don't like Blaze Blue, man. Oh, I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. I won't get into it too much, but I, 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 I don't like it. <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> I played Central Fiction, and I think I spent five hours. Of, maybe it's because I spent like mm. five straight hours with Central Fiction, and I was, I was like, I was really trying to like play the game more just to play it instead of exploring and having fun. And I realized I was like, I thought I. I like this game more because I played it in really short bursts and not and, mm-hmm. and didn't really sit down with it. And I was like, wow, I don't like this game. I don't like the way it feels to move in it. I don't like the characters really. And yeah, it just really misses me. Even though it does mm. some things that are similar to Persona yeah, and, and yeah. like Plus R, it, yeah, it's just, I realized like after I spent five hours of, trying all the characters and doing some challenges, went to the tutorial, played a little bit online. I was like, yeah, this is no, nope. Um, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> the big no with the Bugs Bunny. No. It's not like trash, but it's just like, there's a disconnect there where I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't like this. Uh, I, and so I'll say one thing that I don't like about Blaze Blue is the combo system. I actually hate that combo. So obtuse, man. It's freaking weird, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really... It's not made easy at all. Like it's, I don't know. I don't. It's not for me. It's not made easy. It's like, smooth. And I've wanted to get, yeah, man. I've wanted to get into characters, but then I see their combos, and I'm like, what is all this crap, man? It, it, I, I, that's why I like Guilty Gear more. Actually, the combos are much easier and shorter. But hey, man, to go back to D- DNF, I'm actually watching the trailer, and yeah, man, I, I remember that it, there is a little bit of gameplay, but like, it does look really cool, and I think that. I hope it's it's like just fast, like straight up. I just hope it's a fast game. It looks faster than Grand Blue. It looks a little faster than the Strive, to be honest, too. So, yeah. Also, the characters that they showed—they showed what five characters, I think, right? And yeah, yeah. To yeah, be honest yeah. with you, I liked all of those archetypes. I was like, I could see myself yeah, potentially yeah. playing all of those. But it, they look really clean, man. And like they, uh, I also say so. I have played. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I did play the the. Uh, beat em up game and had a little bit of fun but it's like for some weird reason it's not controller i think i mentioned it before and someone mm-hmm. the comments said you can use joy to key but i hate that so yeah. i'm not gonna do that so yeah so i think that like i think they'll get the right idea because if they're coming from a beat em up man i mean that's all about doing crazy stuff you know what i mean yeah Bro- broken plays the the jrp or not the jrpg the mmo on uh, on stream sometimes so I, i'll watch them play and i think they're I don't really like the MMO the way it looks, but the character mm-hmm. designs look like a browser game, bro. Yeah, it's not <laughs> not my cup of tea. But I went to their website and I, I went to look at like their character designs and who potentially could be there and what they could do. And mm-hmm. they have really cool characters. So translating those yeah, to man. fighting games could be really interesting. We'll see. I think that's like second on my tier list as far as like what I'm really excited for 2021. KOF yeah, 15 being first, obviously, and then DNFD. All right, now disappointments. I think I know where you're going to go with this, but <laughs> what's disappointed you this year so far? <laughs> Strive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't say Strive disappointed me because I had no hopes. I didn't have much hopes for it, but yo, like, okay, so like one thing people don't get is, man, I was actually pretty hyped for this in a way. Not pretty, but I was kind of excited to play it because, dude, we haven't had a new fighting game in how long, man, that isn't TF8? 
Yeah, Fate still got that old feel to it, though, which I like, but I want something new, man. We haven't played something new in a while, bro. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if here, you take I Power like Rangers those, like, out of the way, then it's only Mortal Kombat within the last couple of years. Oh, man. And to me, Mortal Kombat barely counts because it's a legacy title. And like, I don't really like that game in general. So I don't even I don't even think of its existence nine times out of ten. Yeah. Only when I'm talking about good PR, but like, oh, I guess Grand Yeah, man. Sorry. So, oh, man. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, no. But like, see, I played. Okay, so I played Grand Blue's beta. I think I mentioned before. I played the beta. And I had a lot of fun with the game. Yeah. But then it dropped. Then I played it offline. I didn't have no fun with the game. So that's weird to me. It usually doesn't happen. I was like all up for Grand Blue because I was like, yo, it's like Street Fighter. And then I was like, it's not like Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, dude. I, I wouldn't say I'm not. I'm not too disappointed in Strive. It, it's it's just not what I want. But at the same time, what I want isn't really relevant. It's just not that fun in a turn in a way that I'm gonna sit there and 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 lab stuff out. It's more like I'm gonna sit there and just eat bad McDonald's cheeseburgers and get fat and not care about my health. <laughs> All right. Because if I say, oh, it's not what I want, then I'm like, oh, you really did want a red three. It's like, nah, it's not even that. Could be completely different for in fact it could have taken away air dashes completely and maybe if it made it work it would have been good for me but it wasn't that it's not definitely not a game i want to sit down and play all the yeah i feel you the last thing here this is a true or false question there will be an offline fighting game major in 2021 and by major i mean like a big one like ceo scr evolution true or false false they ain't gonna be nothing i don't feel it at all <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think so either <laughs> <laughs> dude i like it because i was also thinking about like i think i read it somewhere about talking about like when do you think covid will pass and it wasn't a, it was just a legitimate genuine question and dude had answers like uh well i mean not only are we still have the vaccines but we also have to develop like a herd mentality type of thing on getting the vaccine and how much people are going to get vaccinated and stuff like that so i don't know it might take a while really mind that clear really till next year man yeah i think so you know what was kind of a rude awakening for me i mean i kind of had a hunch but what confirmed it for me is when combo breaker canceled and they canceled in january and combo breaker is in may so i was like whoa they canceled five months in advance that means yeah <laughs> yeah man jesus you're right yeah oh so they, they canceled this year yeah they canceled 2021 oh, i didn't know yep all right we have listener questions so Jam on Patreon asks, what are the chances that the new Virtua Fighter thing is just a venue? Virtua Fighter Stadium for esports, Kappa. <laughs> also, I always hear support for Virtua Fighter, but I doubt many people actually played it much. I had it on Dreamcast, but Dead or Alive 2 was definitely where my time was spent. Don't say that. I don't I'm pretty sure that's a game. Could you imagine if they debate us like that? And they'll be like, actually, it's a brand new esports. It's a gotcha game. Yeah, it's, or it's a gotcha game. <laughs> or pachinko. Pachinko is the one you probably think <laughs> yeah. of. Pachinko. It's a slot machine. Bro, they love pachinko. <laughs> oh, man. Could you? Oh, it's, dude, I don't even want to think about that. I really oh, hope. Oh, man, that's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, we need. Uh... By the way, they've been really quiet about that. The, so they labeled it. That's so true. Virtua Fighter Cross Esports. When was that? We read that super early. I think like on episode four. This is episode 22. Ooh, man, it's been a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it's been 18 weeks since we last heard. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, yeah, 
we'll we'll see. Who knows what they got planned over there at Sega? All right, Felonious Monk on YouTube asks, "What is canonically the most powerful fighting game character yet absolutely doo doo when playing them in the game?" I did. I was trying to think of characters, and the only one I could think of, he's not like canonically the most powerful, but he's supposed to be really good. Is Antonov from King of Fighters 14 because he's like the previous champion, but he kind of sucks. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny when that happened. Yeah, I can't think of one either. Actually, though, not. Let me see here. Because Gil is really good, right? And maybe. Oh no, I was gonna say maybe Adachi, but Adachi's good. Yeah, Devil Jin is good, or not Devil Jin? Um, yeah, Kazuya, like Devil Kazuya, is really good. How often does that happen? Who's the villain at Skullgirls? <laughs> Uh, well, there's no real villain, I guess, because everyone, like, I guess the villain probably, maybe, nah, I don't think there's kind con- you know, see, I don't even know much of the lore of that game, bro. No. Eliza <laughs> looks evil. Is she evil? Yeah, so, yeah, she's, okay, so, yeah, that's actually, she's not necessarily, I don't, so, like, in Skullgirls, everyone's kind of, like, out for their own selves, so I don't, it's kind of, it's kind of gray, hmm. but I guess if you were to use, maybe think of, like, maybe as a bad character, you could say Eliza. And in the case of the game, she's not one of the, like people say she's one of the worst ones right next to like Squiggly. So like they're like anti-heroes, not villains. Yeah, kind kind of. I don't know. Maybe Eliza's kind of dick too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I'm not too sure. That's a good one, man. Because usually that like like Akuma's always gonna be good. Mm-hmm. He's got like in every game, you know. Uh, what about KOF? Geese is really good in KOF. Yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat. I don't think there's. I think everyone's just pretty much bad anyways in that game. So, uh, in Blaze Blue, I guess you have is Hazuma a bad character? I don't know if he is a bad character. He was a weird. I character. think he's a villain. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the Lord Blaze. Oh, I feel it's like an encyclopedia, dude. Tell me. All that text, dude. It's so big. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I don't know about. Um, yeah, I don't know about Blaze Movement. That game is uh, weird. What about in Guilty Gear? Let me see. What, what's the bad character? Oh, no. Eno, she's good as hell. Yeah, Eno's so, really um, good. So, yeah. Nah, I can't think of one. That's a good one, Felonius. I don't know, bro. <laughs> yeah, it stumped us. I really don't know. Because even in, like, you, you mentioned Persona. You said Adachi. First of all, Adachi's really good. And Minazuki's yeah. really good, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Is Minazuki a bad character? He's bad guy. Yeah, he's technically a villain. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That makes sense. Yeah. How the hell did he get a persona? I wonder. <laughs> These villains be getting personas out here, boy. <laughs> well, he technically he technically doesn't have one, but okay. he also does have one. the The lore is weird. There, he's a. Uh, oh, okay. He's like an experiment. Oh, okay. Do got okay. Yeah weird but i guess canonically you don't have to be like if you're canonically the most powerful you don't necessarily have to be a villain i guess i was just thinking about normally the most powerful is the the bad guy because everybody has to team up to get him oh 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 i just thought of one i just thought of one i just thought of one. Oh, you got well i don't think he's bad anymore but i was gonna say in dragon ball beerus he's trash in that game he's like the only zoner oh, like yeah. one of the few zoners but he's bad but everybody said like like I, from what I understand, he becomes cool with Goku later in, but yeah. he's kind of bad. So I guess that's kind of one. Because Broly's really good. Yeah, yeah, Broly's hella good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, now he's he used to be bad, but yeah, he's good now. Yeah. So yeah, good question. I don't know. Also, I probably should have researched who's technically supposed to be the most like Orochi, but he's not playable, right? Like in KOF 14. 
or not 14 oh. um the older kofs i don't know how good he is either but isn't he supposed to be all powerful because it's like whatever the kof lore is i don't know <laughs> i'm not a lore guy at all like i I think uh, who me, was I talking to? Somebody in Discord, and I, they were talking about like how the lore is really important. Like to me, the lore is really important if I'm reviewing the game. Otherwise, unless it's character backstories, I don't care what's happening in the background. Like I only care about my character. I don't really care about the universe that much. Yeah. So Orochi comes out in '98, care of '98 and '97, and I think that's like the only games that do is in. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if he's good or not, but. I know he's supposed mm-hmm. to be super strong. All right, number three, Sonic Puff on Discord asks, what is the most important fighting game character for you? Say it out loud and remember, they're always there rooting for you. I feel like we've answered this. We did? My yeah, I feel like we've answered. This is from Valentine's <laughs> Day because he says, happy Ooh. Valentine's Day, love and friendship okay. day. Go ahead, go ahead. So he asks, so what is the most important fighting game character for you? Say it out loud and remember they're always there rooting for you, even outside the game. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Sonic Puff is a nice kid. He's a he's a young kid. I like him. Most important fighting game character? Jeesh. Mm. Mm. Ryu? For you? Ryu important to me. Yeah, he's not necessarily important to me. He's important in general because of what he's contributed. Well, what about well, for guess, you, though? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, what, what, what character could you be like... It would I would be okay losing all the other ones I play, but not this one. I don't have that. I don't think I don't think I have that, man. Damn, you got no attachment. Nah, nah, I feel you got destroyed in the game. I'll be like, well, at least Cerebella's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go super gorilla. <laughs> and then Persona, it's even harder because like if I could play characters, I'd play uh, I'd play uh freaking you, I'd play uh, Akihiko, I'd play Chie, Rize. Uh, Mitsuru, uh, freaking, uh, what's the the, what's the chick? Y- Yukari, man, I'd be if I was playing that game, I'd be playing all those characters, man, because they're all dope as hell. I'd even play some Adachi just to troll people. But <laughs> I don't really think I got anything, man. Damn, a true function guy. Yeah, I'm, yep. <laughs> I would say, shoot, man, most important. This is hard. Damn, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe Narukami, probably right. As hard as it is to like say, if I had to be like, all right, I'm losing all these characters. As hard as it would be like, all right, no more Lily, no more Paul, no more Labrys, no more Akatsuki, no more Eno. Man, not having not having not being able to play Narukami would suck ass. That would be awful. <laughs> I would say you Narukami from Persona Four Arena for sure, probably. Dude, good as hell, man. Yeah, he's fun. Hey, grab on a show though. Man, that's stuff that should not connect. What do you mean, Soul has it? <laughs> Man, he don't need it. <laughs> he really don't need that over that command grab, bro. Strive has made me realize he really doesn't need it. All right, all right. Number four, Goofy on Discord asks: Any awkward moments when friends get salty? You got any good salty stories? Well, not really. I just have a good one where well, it's not a not too much of a good one because usually people don't get too salty. I, I well, not my friends, but I definitely had it where like I played a friend in tournament and I was uh and I <laughs> and I like I beat him, but it's like we we, we it's like we retired after like a year of playing Tekken and I played Master Raven and he usually plays Claudio and stuff. 
and I just happened to beat him in it. My mind was so good. I was like, hey, man, it's all good. Like, I, a part of me is like, why you get salty when we don't even play this game like that? It don't even matter. I don't have any awkward. I, actually, I have one. I beat my friend, or rather my roommate at the time. I beat him in Tekken. I think it, maybe it was season, season one of seven. Or maybe it was Tag mm -hmm. 2. I, I forgot what we were playing. Maybe it was Tag 2. And he was new to Tekken, but he, I think he spent like a week really trying to get good. And he he got good and we were oh, playing man. solos in Tag 2. And I didn't play a lot of Tag 2, so like I'm not very good at that game. But I played the shit out of 6 and Revolution because I hated Tag 2. Mm -hmm. So I knew how to play Tekken, obviously. So uh, I remember we played and he challenged me and we played... And then the whole time, like, I was winning and winning pretty easily, too, because when you're fighting somebody who knows how to play Tekken versus somebody who just picked up Tekken, especially in a game like Tekken 2, it's not that hard to to beat you. All you have to do is throw them, pretty much, because they don't know how to break throws. So, <laughs> yeah. Or, like, snake edge and launch them and stuff. So, like, it's, yeah. it's not. And I was basically kind of scrubbing out wins because I didn't really feel like, you know really playing him like footsies and stuff i was like nah let, let me see what you know <laughs> so i remember i beat him a couple times i don't think we kept score but i beat him multiple times and then he just he like got up from his seat and then walked out went into his room shut his door he didn't say a word <laughs> didn't say anything and then i saw him the next morning i was like what's up he's like nothing <laughs> I was like, he's like man suck my dick yeah. man i hate you, man Especially when he's been grinding it out, so it hurts his feelings. Yeah, more. I think that was the the issue that he th he really thought he had you a ain't playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you ain't playing. So like <laughs> legacy skill, man. Yeah, that's true. All right, as on Discord asks, do special moves inputs like Dragon Punch, half circles, or charge motions still belong in modern fighting games? I think this is like a trolley question, or maybe he's serious about this. Yeah, I think they're pretty. I feel like they're really good because like. They kind of add to that skill barrier. Mm -hmm. Like learning your first uh, Hadouken and DP and all that stuff is actually pretty good. I would say though, so I have this thing, man, where a part of me I don't like half circles that much. I almost feel like they don't like. I feel like if I'm not doing like a 360, there's no reason for me to do the half circle. I feel like half circles muddle like inputs usually for me, and I don't feel like I don't feel like they add much more difficulty either because sometimes with half circles. Or I I mean like for a quarter circle you could still input a half circle and you still get the quarter circle really so like a part of me is like I don't really care much for half circles because like score goals if you know half the there's like no half circles in that game there's only uh 360 and you can actually cut it to like a 290 you don't even have to swivel the stick the whole way you can still get like 290 hmm. and you still get the 360 so I I think they're still pretty important I mean like I feel like that's like I I think those motions are like what fighting games are and when you kind of take away those motions it takes away a bit of the intrigue of it all uh so those type of motions they're the first layer of depth in fighting games right mm -hmm. outside of like the meta and whatever the defensive mechanics are and the offensive cancels and all that like doing dps half circles that's like the first layer that provides a little bit of depth i will say you touched on it like having you know half circles and having even 720s and stuff like that. Yeah. I think there's a point of diminishing returns there. Like, mm -hmm. I like traditional execution. Like, you should have a DP. You should have a half circle. Even if you want to have, you know, a, a variety of those special inputs. That's Those are fine. But the moment you go a little too crazy, like pretzels and some of those old, like, KOF motions, 
I don't oh know how much God, that dude. adds to the depth. I think then it becomes a point of like, well, this is just kind of hard just to be hard instead of hard to like actually make it interesting. Dude, I hate it in KF. Like reverse pretzel motions and half circle forward back. So like I think uh Blaze I think Blaze Blue does that. I like how Persona does the inputs, but I don't like I hate the two two input. Don't like that input at all. It's stupid. I don't under why the hell I gotta press down twice. To yeah, get that's a melty input. Out. I don't yeah, I don't like that input at all. And like Persona also took away DP in general. Like there's no DP, there's no pretzel motion in that game, which I guess you could say that kind of sucks, but it's whatever. But like, I don't like how KOF de- does it. And I think older, like Action Core definitely does that with Guilty Gear, where there's like half circles. And I think there's even like overlapping uh, supers. Yeah, like Eno's Chemical Love and Action Core mm-hmm. is half circle back forward. Yeah, that's and, bad, dude. Yeah, and and Exert is just half circle back, half circle forward. And you can actually link... Uh, hcl to vcl so mm-hmm. i don't but then again you know what after it did really hurt my hands trying to do chemical love over and over again in plus r when yeah. i when i played it for a long time but the next day like day two of doing chemical love didn't feel nearly as bad as day one so yeah i didn't really mind it after that it was the first day that i was like why is it so difficult to do for no reason but then after I got mm-hmm. over it, I was just like, oh, okay, it's whatever. Now I'm used to it, so I don't even think about it. Yeah. I think that's how those KOF people think. It was like, well, I've done it so many yeah, times. Yeah, I, I think they definitely do. All right. Uh, four more here. This one comes from the Taker of Souls. Pagan on Discord asks, what do you guys think are the most cursed fighting games you have ever seen or played? Only caveat is you are, however, not allowed to say any version of Persona 4 Arena since all of the listeners should know by now how cursed the game is. <laughs> How dare you, Pagan? How dare you? <laughs> oh, man. I got a good one, man. What do you got? The uh, Sailor Moon S. Oh, Ooh, man, yeah. that game is some cursed stuff right there. Bro, that, that game is gross, man. It, it hits you with a fireball. It takes like 70% of your health mm-hmm. or some ridiculousness that game be happening. Oh, man. Yeah. I got a, I got a few. One is Girl Fight. That's awful. That's cursed. It shouldn't exist. <laughs> the other one is, I just mentioned it at the top of the show, Omen of Sorrow. That's terrible. Oh, my God. And probably Clay Fighters as well. There's a bunch of cursed games out there. Oh, Clay Fighters, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. All right, number eight, Ryan Bomber on YouTube asks, by the way, he called you a boomer, so you should take that personally. Um, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now with Stry- rather now with Street Fighter V bringing in V Shift, will defensive mechanics be looked at different in a different light for two D fighters? They seem to be a curse of something, unless it's KOF or Guilty Gear. Also, guys, if you want to know KOF lore, I got you. I got more lore lore than confirms, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this man said I got more lore than confirms. I don't hit combos, man. I drop facts. Yeah. Historical exactly. facts. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Well, yeah, we need to know who's the who's canonically the most powerful person in KOF. Somebody let us know that. So defensive mechanics. So d- uh, by the way, did you see the V-shift mechanic in Street Fighter V? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we talked about it, but yeah, I think it, it's I think it's cool. I mean, it's another option. Mm. I'm not t- I like the T-pose. Did you see the T-pose yeah. joints? <laughs> 
those are funny. <laughs> that joint had me rolling, man. I'm like, it's not Capcom if they're not messing up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I, I I think it's a cool extra added option, but nothing. I I don't think it's too amazing either, though, because it does still kind of require meter and like, what it what. Persona basically did something like that, like the dash forward where you like Persona give you like multiple. You got DP, you got normal blocking. Of course, you can kind of do like a dead angle thing. You can even go through the opponent with like a, like a roll, whatever it's called. Like, yeah, it's a guard you cancel roll. Slip through. Yeah, man. So like that's kind of similar. It's just not a backup. Yeah, I think I don't know if. This means a lot for other 2D fighting games. I think Street Fighter Five. I mean, I mean, shit. It took them five years to finally put a defensive mechanic in the game. So I guess better late than never. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, man, this took them five years to <laughs> basically change the core of the game. Man, this would have been interesting five years ago. <laughs> what's what's the Why other one? Even four. It's, the other one sucks. I forgot what it was. It called the reversal. The reversal. Horrible, yeah. man. All you do is push them away for like a little bit and then they just bounce right back up. Basically, it's a horrible mechanic, man. Dude, I, I watched the Ryu player today on stream mm-hmm. and he's playing against Laura and he's putting... By the way, Ryu is really good now, which is interesting yeah, to watch. Yeah, he is, dude. Yeah, yeah, he, he is, he is, man. He's, this dude is playing against Laura, playing Ryu, and she's in the corner and she tries to V-reversal. This dude reads the V-reversal... And grabs her. He, no, he reads the V reversal, parries into into uppercut super. super <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You can parry the V reversal into uppercut super. He killed okay, her. Okay. Yo, okay. So here's another thing too. So usually, like the that's another problem with V reversal. It can get baited very easily. Like Mika, for instance, can like she could use her full super if she baits the V reversal and it'll work. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's a terrible mechanic, bro. Yeah, man, it's horrible, dude. All right. The lost user on YouTube asks, what's the difference between a normal fighting game and a Kusuge game? I'm asking since, for example, JoJo's heritage for the future is considered a Kusuge, but is made by Capcom and also has a ton of broken stuff. But so does Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and sometimes even more. Why is JoJo considered Kusuge and those others not? What do you? What's your definition of kusuge? Uh, so uh, kusuge is a uh, no. I'll start with normal fighting game. Guilty Gear Rev Two, kusuge, Guilty Gear Stride. No, like, <laughs> 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 oh man, let me stop, man. Yo, okay. So I will say that that is bu- kind of bullcrap about the JoJo game because I played that JoJo game. It's pretty damn fun, but I know it has a lot of like janky ass stuff in it. Um, but you're right though about Marvel's Capcom Three. Those games, like, so what's funny is I remember I was hearing Mike Z talk about, like, how Marvel's Capcom 3 is probably the most balanced Marvel game that they've had. And then 2 is probably even, I'd even say 2 is probably even more Kusoge because of the the meta. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That meta is, like, gross, man. Like, there's, like, no variety at all in that game. So it almost feels like what we consider Kusoge games are budget, cheap, cheaply made games. But sometimes just because cheap, well, sometimes cheap doesn't mean bad and it doesn't mean good either. It just means inexpensive. So like we'll we'll see like, oh, the JoJo game, oh, this is Kusoge because it's like a cheaply made game supposedly. But then when you think about it, Marvel's Capcom 2 definitely still has, it, it still has the falling of 
Usoge type game. So that's a good question when you think about it, because I can't really. Like I, if, if that regards, I'd even say Marvel's Capcom 2 in that way is Kusoge, but it's also like I think Kusoge really is like a garbage game, like just bad. So I mm-hmm. would say that JoJo isn't a Kusoge game. And whoever says that, need to catch these stands right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <look at you. laughs> they, they need to catch these stands, man. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think I don't think JoJo is a Kusoge game. I think it's a pretty good up there game. I'd say the only problem really is that fact that it's only on the PS1 and there's like no other way to get that thing outside of Fike. Yeah, I, I agree with your sentiment. I think Kusoge literally, doesn't it literally mean trash? Like garbage? Yeah, it's basically, yeah, I think it's basically. So like that new Omni Breaker game that's going to drop is probably going to be in the Kusoge department because no rollback and it basically just looked like every other generic type of game. Like yeah. That. I mean, hey. If, I think if it looks poorly made, and then you play it, and you can tell. Like, what's the? There was one fighting game. I forget what it's called. That just came out to Steam. It's all like bikini fighters, like all women in bikini. Like, I don't even have to play that game to know it's Kusoge. You could tell that it's just. Yeah. It's not meant to be a fighting game. It's meant to be something that, like a like a quick cash grab that's disguised as a mm-hmm. fighting game. It just so happens to be in the genre, but it's just trash. So yeah, there's a bunch of games like that. BB Tag, for example. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. Man. <laughs> Honestly, though, with how BB Tag released, like half of the game was DLC. They put a sticker on it that said "Evil Ready." Yeah, bad Neko. Yeah. Sounds like she Five good, at launch. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Seriously, dude. Evil Ready. Ugh. Don't trust any game that put that on the damn front. There's games that have broken things in them, but they're not Kusoge. Mm-hmm. And then there's games that are just bad, like inherently bad. And I think that's Kusoge. Mm-hmm. All right. The last one comes from Little Joe Potfox, Old Faithful, on YouTube. And he asks, so what are some... By the way, he had really nice words for you, I think, in the comments. He was one of those guys batting for you. Oh, I think I saw it too, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I appreciate it, but I really didn't even care what anybody said. <laughs> I, like, I've been called way worse than Boomer. Yeah. I didn't care either back then. After all. <laughs> so he asked, so what are some of your favorite female characters in fighting games? For me, it has to be Miss Thunderthighs herself, Chun-Li, the carnivore who's discarded womanhood, Chie Satonaka, and the spunky karate girl who hits like a subway train, Makoto. Those are pretty good picks. Well, I think I know yours, right? Which one? Philia. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's definitely my favorite. I, uh, I'd almost even say pretty much the whole roster in Skullgirls, man, to be honest. They're pretty pretty all dope. Uh, if I was thinking of outside of Skullgirls, we could use like Chie. Uh, not really. Yeah, I like using her a lot. Yukari's really good, but she's not like personality-wise. I wouldn't pick those characters. I'd rather pick a, a, a can of uh, white paint than those characters <laughs> we was talking about personalities. But uh, Chie is definitely up there. I like Chun-Li a lot, man. Um, I really like Mika from Street Fighter Fire. Um, she's like dope. I like her. Uh, I, I like I like female grapplers, man. They don't happen too often. And the I feel like the idea within the female grappler is a fast, faster grappler. And I like it when the character is fast and a grappler because it doesn't happen too often. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. Um, yeah, I really like that. Uh, I know you like BB Hood, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love BB Hood. Yeah, she's dope. She got a command grab too, and like charge moves and the. De- she's such a full ass character. You ever, double, you ever play Hinako double jump in, in KOF? Game? Uh, no, no, not not sure on that one. She's the she's the little she's, sumo girl. 
She has like a backpack. Oh, she a sumo? She's she's a little girl, but her stance, I didn't even know this either. I played, I think it was during the tournament I was commentating. Yeah. And somebody picked Hinako. And just from the stance, I was like, wait a second, is she a sumo? Like fighting style? Because she's a little girl and she stands like Honda. I was like, what the hell? But she, I think, I don't know if she has hands, but she has like certain slaps and she has like a command grab. I was like, damn, that's kind of tight. Is she slow though is the real question. I don't know if she's super slow, but yeah, she does have that traditional sumo stance but it is kind of cool to see like a really skinny like tiny girl like approach you with like the the hand slaps <laughs> like the sumo yeah, a thousand hand yeah. slaps yo yeah i do like seeing that a lot because it kind of like uh it kind of contradicts what you think mm-hmm. oh so I, yeah she do got the slaps man i'm seeing it right she got and she runs oh okay man i see it i see it yeah man she looks look pretty dope man yeah. so i like characters like that because it kind of uh it plays against the mold, and I really like that type of. Uh, yo, she got ground pound. I'm looking at. She got the. She got the. She got the. The 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 sumo ground pound when they start a fight. Yo, that's kind of dope when it hits from full screen. You might have found your character right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have to wait for her in 15. Hopefully, she's dropped. I don't know, man. It looked like she's only been around in like four KOFs, man. She's in 2002 UM. That's how I know of her. Yeah, so she's that was the last game she was in outside of the King of Fighters. Two and I guess 2003, and that was like the last game she'd been. So I doubt she anything new. Maybe this is pretty cool. Though. I don't know why that's not not like a like. Come on, man, little girl sumo character. That's dope, man. Yeah, it's a cool archetype. Very yeah. unorthodox. I really like that kind of stuff because it's it's weird and it's different. Mm-hmm. Okay, female characters in fighting games. So obviously, I have the ones that I play that I really enjoy. Um, Vice from KOF. Eno from Guilty mm-hmm. Gear, Labrus from Persona. To be honest with you, I don't really like Tekken female characters outside of Lily. She's the only one that I like. Really? Um, I like Raven. Raven's dope. Raven's cool, but I didn't really play her a lot. Also, she's like the that's the first game she's ever been in because it's always the other Raven. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the I, I like the Blade guy too, man. Yeah. Uh, trying to think. Peacock. I love Peacock. She's really fun. What about Labrus? Yeah, of course, Labrys. I forgot about Labrys. I think like, I, I thought I said oh, her. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought I said her. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to check the tapes. Well, like, this man forgot about, <laughs> <laughs> forgot about Labrys. Yeah. All right. They're 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 screaming at us, Pringle. They're saying these boomers only talk about Persona on this podcast. So <laughs> right. let's get right. out of here. Let's end it. Yep. Uh, ladies and gents, appreciate you all listening to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast episode 22. Hopefully you enjoy this little episode. We'll be back next week, hopefully with more news. It was a little slow this week, but I think we made the most out of it. And uh, yeah, y'all keep it classy. Peace. Take care, y'all. Peace.